Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, we've got another listener question from Adam. Adam, thanks for your question. Thanks, Dallas. So, Adam writes in, hi, guys, regular listener and love your show. Thanks, Adam. Uh, very informative. Uh, very informative about superannuation and 10 years to retirement as I am 54. I really liked your view on how much money to keep as cash and super and I like the idea of keeping uh, a lot in high growth and for the last two years um, start to build up some cash so that when you retire you have about $70,000 to $100,000 in cash when you retire. Um, my question and... Uh, my question is that where do you draw your pension from and at what stage of a downturn do you start to use uh, your cash reserve? Is it a 5% drop or a 10% drop? Uh, this might be a good topic for a podcast. Would love to hear back. Thanks, Adam. Um, well, I think this is this is a, an interesting one because we, we have touched in a fair bit of detail about how, you know, it makes sense to have some money in cash when you get to retirement in the event of a drop, but we really haven't gone into the details of what that consists of. Now, the, my first thoughts on reading this are that um, a 5% drop or a 10% drop is, is th there is no black and white right or wrong answer here, but I would suggest that a 5% or 10% drop is not enough of a drop. Now, yeah, I, I would agree with that. On on average, every year you're going to have a fifteen percent drop. If if your money is invested in the, the biggest companies in Australia and around the world, the intra year average decline is about fifteen percent. So that's just sort of par for the course every single year. So if you're reacting to a, a five percent drop or a ten percent drop or even a fifteen percent drop, you're going to be turning the tap off and drawing out of cash every single year which is which mm. is not really the the purpose or the intent of that of that cash reserve no so so the, let's assume let's so let's assume for a minute yeah you obviously the question you are retired here so you you you're relying on your income that you draw from yep. uh, your retirement savings yep. basically so yep. so um, I won't say because I say it all the time that your money has to get dressed <laughs> and go to work for you uh, in Why retirement, but that's, that's exactly what that's exactly what's <laughs> what happening yep. in this example. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so um, people generally generally draw a fortnightly income or yep. a monthly income mm -hmm. because that's when their expenses occur yep. Yep. every fortnight or every month yep. or every day. Um, so the question is: So, you, you, yeah, effectively, um, our our preference our preference is to draw down from someone's growth assets yes well while, while markets are stable yeah and without the with uh, with the absence of significant downward volatility mm -hmm. our preference is to be drawing out from the growth proportion yeah, yeah predominantly. so what that means is that if someone's drawing um, eight thousand dollars a month 
yep. for example. Yeah, well, let's use the example of someone who's got $2 million in, a, in their, yep. in, as a couple, they've got $2 million in an account-based pension yep. and they've got $200,000 of that in cash yep. and they're spending $8,000 a month, which is effectively $100,000 a year. So, Yep, so we would have that $8,000 a month coming out of the $1.8 million of growth assets yep. if they held... That's if they held their cash, their cash inside, yep. but inside the yep. you're talking about inside the the fund. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, basically, the way that I would think of it is, if you if you're holding that cash inside the pension account, you would probably be drawing out you'd be drawing out your hundred thousand dollars a year on a pro rata basis, where you'd be drawing out some from the cash and but the majority from your from your. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess this this is one of those things where this is a, a bit of a finer detail that doesn't actually really matter which way you skin that cat. Yeah, so 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 while the markets are good, is it, it's a difficult question to answer because what we're talking <laughs> about. So so we're talking about market timing by another name, really. <laughs> we're talking about market yeah. timing by another well, name. Well, that's exactly um, what I was, the, I was thinking. The backup is. money that people have yep. is is essentially market timing by another name. It is. It really is because of the fact that if you look at the longer term averages, yes, what would they, they what, uh, the longer term averages? They should just have the whole lot in in companies and have nothing yeah. in cash and just forget about it. And, yeah, so and do it so that way. so we 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 have now. I know that we have said before because we have done podcasts of this. We have said that any cash that's held, yeah, is a luxury. Yes, is yep. a luxury. Yep. and not necessarily a necessity. Yep, I have some clients that don't have enough retirement savings to have the luxury of holding Any much cash at all. Yep. So so we have more of a conversation around yep. the acceptance of volatility and yep. and 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 um, the need or the or the the inability to hold significant amounts of cash because there's that cash drag. Mm. And right now, yep. when we're recording October <laughs> two thousand twenty one, the cash drag has never been as high. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at Rates of return significantly less than one yeah. percent for cash and fixed interest. Um, uh, they've never been that low in uh, in in modern history, certainly. Yeah. Um, so there is what we call a cash drag yeah. in that in that um, yeah for every for every ten percent of your overall retirement savings pie that you're. Yeah. You're allocating to cash and fixed interest. Yep. You're 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 reducing. You're giving up some longer term rate of return. Yeah. Back to the specifics of the question. Yeah. So, generally speaking, what we would do in a in a um, uh, so you're going back to an example of someone with two million dollars, a couple yep. um, of two hundred thousand dollars of 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 cash and fixed interest, not earning them much of a rate of return. Mm. They have $1.8 million in growth assets. Yep. Um, they would generally draw their $8,000 a month, typically from the growth assets. Yep. And and what they would do is they would leave the $200,000 that they have in cash and fixed interest yep. uh, alone yep. and not draw anything from that. Yep. Um, be, at, yep. at some point in time, there'll be a drop and the question is, at what point at what that, percentage? Yeah, at I, what minus percentage do do you change? Yes, and stop selling down your growth assets, or stop yeah. drawing your income from your growth assets, the eight thousand dollars per month. Yeah, and swing that to drawing Just from the cash. Down. Yeah. Now, so I want we could easily get in the rabbit hole here of saying, well, 
what you might actually do instead is draw it on a pro rata basis and then rebalance every year to bring you back in love. That's another yeah. whole podcast. Yes. So I think let's actually answer Adam's question rather yep. than get into the weeds of that. But so the way that I think of this is the, the drop that you need before you start to draw from the cash is inversely proportional to the amount of cash that you hold. And what I mean mm. by that is if you've got, if you've got a huge amount of cash, you can afford to, to, to pull the trigger a bit earlier because you go, okay, well, mm. so I probably wouldn't, I'd, I'd never, it doesn't matter how much cash you have, I probably wouldn't, I'd never go less than 20% because otherwise you'd be just driving yourself mad every year, filling out paperwork mm. to go, oh, it's down by 15% as it is every year. We're drawing from cash. Okay, now we're going to stop drawing from cash and go back. So yeah, 20% would be, I'd say, the bare minimum. But that 20% would be if you had five years worth of cash because what you've got to bear in mind here is that if you react to the twenty percent drop, you you start to draw, you start to spend some of your cash, mm. and so we don't know. Just because you've hit twenty percent, things might go down much more, and they might stay down for quite a while. So, if you've only got a year or two, you know, say if you've got a year of your of your money in in cash, mm. and you pull the trigger at twenty percent down, there, there's there's still a fairly high chance that a year on from that point you mm. will either you know company prices will have continued to drop or will have dropped further and stayed down or will not have recovered by that time mm. so i'd really only be pulling the trigger on 20 percent down if you're if, if you've got you know four or five years worth of cash and you our, can our, to do that and our house policy if you like yeah. is to have the conversation with our clients at 20 percent down yeah so we, we we actually have um uh we have we have the discussion with with mm. each client on on a case by case basis, but yeah. but but our 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 house policy is to to revisit that at twenty percent down. Yeah. So at fifteen percent down, yeah, um, we're not necessarily having that discussion, yeah, because as you said, Dallas, that's the average intra year decline mm. and recovery is fifteen percent. So yeah. so um uh if you're drawing eight. A, a, an income draw every month hmm. of eight thousand dollars in this yeah. example. Yeah. Then um, at at twenty percent down, we have the conversation. We, yeah. we we're in communication yeah. with our clients before that. Yeah. We have the conversation I th- I uh, on a, a case by case basis. That's a really good point because you, so at, at at twenty percent down. Now, now before that is 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 like yeah, I said, it's, 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 it's just it's yeah. just noise. It's yeah. just noise. Yeah. The, uh, the way you phrase it, have that conversation, is a good point because. We can we can tell you how we so we always have a plan and mm. like for example I might say to someone you've got two years worth of and and again this isn't personal advice but for example I might have someone who's got two years worth of cash and so I might say well we're not going to change and when you say two years what Dallas is referring to there is they've got yep. two years of their income yeah so in that case they, they've yeah. got two million dollars in retirement savings they're spending a yep. hundred thousand a year. Of their two million, two hundred thousand of that is allocated towards cash. Yep. We might have a rule of thumb where we say at either twenty five percent down or thirty percent down, and and that's but it's just a rule of thumb at this point. We go, we're not going to draw out of the cash until we've hit thirty percent down from previous highs. Now, the point you just made is is a good one. So I guess that's an example of a plan that you might have. But practically, what happens here, and you just touched on that, is that we start having a conversation because. The point of that cash, that cash is like a security blanket. The point of the cash mm. is to allow you, is to allow you to feel okay with the volatility of your remaining assets, and to allow you to get that long-term growth. So, mm. 
what practically happens there sometimes is that if there's a 20% drop and I've got a client who is just who is just stressed out and can't sleep and and really stressing about the fact that their super balance has dropped uh, you know and, and they they're really worried about the fact that they're going to run out of money I might I might actually turn the tap on then and say right mm. well let's just start drawing into cash and and what that actually allows that person to do is pretty much just tune out the noise from then on of are mm. uh, prices dropping or coming back up or what's happening because and it's almost a trick of the mind where they go well I'm not I'm not selling shares anyway so it's mm. fine I'm just drawing out of the cash and so mm. the the point that you you're almost setting it as like a thing where you want to start drawing out of your cash before you start to stress too much about it and before you get in the position where you're going to make a really big mistake and mm. do anything to the rest of your of, of your of your of, you know the 1.8 million dollars that you've got in your in yep. your pension account so as you say there, it is a, it's a plan that you have in place, but it's realistically more of a conversation. Where you, you might go, mm. you know, prices are down by twenty percent. How are you feeling about this? And people, some people will go, I haven't even oh, are they down? I haven't even noticed. Hadn't even mm. paid any attention. You go, okay, well, we don't need to worry about, we don't need to worry about how you're feeling about this because you just haven't even noticed it. Whereas you might have other people that are going. I'm turning on the TV in the middle of the night, checking the checking how the, the Dow Jones mm. is going, and I'm I'm stressing out about this, and and I'm can't sleep because I'm worried about what's going to go wrong. We might we might turn that over to cash earlier because it. That's I think the big thing here is it's not necessarily that it's a um. It's it's not a math question in terms of going, this will get you the best result. It's this percentage drop, and we mm. have to wait until that percentage because of this. It's really around. What do we do with this cash that helps you um, not have to sell down your, your your biggest and best companies at a steep discount, but also what do we do with this cash that allows you to stay the course and not panic and not sell at, at, at those times when there's a drop? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely case by case there because because it, it is it is um, it, it's a war chest. Yeah. It's a war chest and, and, and people become panicked at different Points yes. in time, so yeah. yeah, if that if that certainly allows someone to to um, to sleep better yep. at night, then 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 that's a good thing. Yeah, um, there is no exact science around this, no, because <laughs> because um, well, when when it, 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 again, if you go back and and um, I'll reference these figures so I don't have to fact check them, but the the great and I think we're being overly generous to to cash and bonds here, but the great Nick Murray says the long-term averages of um, good quality companies is 10%, around the 10% mark. Mm. The long-term average of of um, bonds and and uh, the bonds is 6%, which is cash by, a, I, I guess, yeah. a different name. Yeah. And the long-term average of inflation is about 3%. So yeah. if, you, if you work with those figures, um, yeah, you would say, okay, well, we'll 10% for... Yep. If I can assume historically looking 10% for great quality companies, yep. 6% for bonds, which yep. is lending yep. to governments and, yep. and, and, and those good quality companies, um, I'll take more of the 10% yes. any day over the 6%. Yeah, Bonds are probably an unfair comparison as well because yeah. they fluctuate yeah. in price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if, really if we're coming back to cash and crash. fixed interest, yep. right, right now um, we are looking at, at – uh, because that's really the only thing that won't fluctuate: cash yeah. and fixed interest. Yeah, we're looking at under one percent. Yeah. Um, now, historically speaking, um, of course, the good quality companies of Australia and the world have done many multiples of 
one uh, percent. You know, they they they're more like an average of eight percent um, being conservative over longer term periods of time. Um, backwards looking, of yeah. course, but but but. So how much more of the eight percent do you want compared mm. to the under one percent? Yeah, um, I would suggest most people. It's not a. It's not a case of wanting. It's a yeah, case of needing. needing. Yeah, most people need yes. more, much more of the eight percent than they do and of the one percent. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so you come back to how much cash is right. Yeah, for someone to hold, it could be as little as is yeah. a couple of thousand dollars. It yeah. could be as Hires five know, years worth of income. Five years worth of income. Yeah. Um. Their, their income needs depending on on yep. on yep. on what they can afford. Yeah. Uh. And that, and I mean, I have, I have clients that hold five years worth of income, but they can afford to. Yes. I was just in, say, in cash and fixed interest. Exactly um. And so, it's it's a it's it's, it's a very hard question mm. to answer. I guess what we could definitively answer today, because yeah, I think uh, Adam's probably looking for that. We feel that a five percent drop or a ten percent drop is just too. It it, it happens too frequently, yes. yep. and it, it doesn't make a large enough difference. No, um, either way, and it's too early. Our, our thoughts are it's too early to deploy your cash. You're holding it for yep, for um, a, a drop. significant drop, a significant yep. drop. You're holding it for let's say another global financial crisis style drop. Yeah, um, yeah, that took that took. 18 months to get to the bottom and then yeah. and then um yeah uh some 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 length of time to to to, to recover yeah. you're holding the whole point of that cash is to hold yeah throughout that, that time. um throughout one of those significant drops a five or ten percent is just is just pulling the trigger too early in yes. our opinion most yeah. of the time yeah that's right and i think that's so I guess to make that point of you know if I've got clients who've got five years worth of income in cash, they can probably afford to yeah you know, they they can move they can start drawing their income from their cash at say a twenty percent drop for example. Now, it answers itself I guess. But if if I've got clients who they really need they just cannot afford to own pretty much anything in cash, mm. well the answer becomes there is no drop that makes them draw because they just mm. don't have the cash. So it's yeah. a fun, that's I guess we're saying it's a function of. The amount of cash that you can afford to hold is the is is a function of how much have I got in in terms of how many multiples of of years worth of income do I yeah. do I have and and then the question of when do I start drawing from that cash is a function of how much cash do I hold so mm. if I've only got a year or two of cash I probably wouldn't want to be pulling the trigger even at a twenty percent drop because it'd be gone that's that's too regular and I'm gonna I'm gonna burn that up too quickly mm. so I might want to wait for a you know twenty five or a thirty or even more percent drop. Whereas if I've got five years worth of income, I might say, yeah, sure, at twenty percent down, let's start to draw out of that because I got five years. So even if even if we get to twenty percent and then we keep going down, like in the GFC, and then take years to recover, I've mm. still I've got five years. I'm, I'm going to be fine so mm. in that in that. Yeah. So I guess the like we've done here, it's like the SBS movie where poor old Adams asked the question of when do you start doing this, and we've left with well, you know. Well, I think I think we've definitely cleared up that five or ten is not enough. Is not enough. Yeah. Um, uh, and you'll drive yourself crazy. Yes. Looking yeah. at five or yeah. ten. Even five the concept, even the concept of keeping a track of that will drive. Like, yeah. a, like a lot of these decisions around how much cash to hold and when to start drawing from it and when to top it back mm-hmm. up. The is the answer around that is more around how to how it's like a sleep at night question where you go yeah. how do we come up with a plan that is going to allow you to not pay any attention to this yep. it's, it's a weird thing where yeah. we're thinking about money in a way to allow you to not think about money anymore yeah so 
if we're going, we're going to react to a five percent drop. We're going to be drawing your attention back every, you know, every every couple of months. Lying on the beach of a magnetic island, <laughs> it will just ruin you if yeah, you're looking at yeah, you got yeah, your phone out looking at the four point eight percent down. Yeah. I'm going to need to get in and change my change my you know. If it's a five strategy. or a ten percent drop down here, it's yeah. just going to ruin your holiday. And yes. We want you to be travelling <laughs> a lot in retirement if travel is your thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there. you don't you don't want you want to have you want yeah. to have you want to have rules of thumb yep. set, yes. But 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 when you when you need to look at it, you look at it yep. intently. Yep. Um, but apart from that, you you let your rules of thumb, you let the plan dictate yes. your um your your uh, your actions. Yeah. And most of the time, your actions are, are doing very little. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Very good. Well, thanks for the question, Adam. That's a that's a, a good one. And um, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.